It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Ron Johnson here, and this is the Ron Johnson Show on the Locked On Minnesota Sports Podcast Network. On today's show, looking forward to talking about Mike Zimmer. I mean, where has he been? He popped up like where's Waldo at the Bengals camp. Then he turns around and he has a job now. Where has Mike Zimmer landed? And who could possibly get in his way in his pursuit to doing what he does best? Coming up next on the Ron Johnson Show. On the field, in the broadcast booth, Ron Johnson is Minnesota sports. One of a kind opinions, big name guests, the teams you care about every, every, every day. It's the Ron Johnson Show, part of Locked On Sports Minnesota, and it starts now. Welcome to the Ron Johnson Show, and I'm your host, Ron Johnson. As I bring my producer in, Sam Ekstrom, I'm excited about today's show because this is a guy we've been talking about for months, about when is he going to finally show? Is he going to break his silence? Is he ever going to talk about leaving the Vikings? Because Rick Spielman, his GM, all over doing media uh, role and doing interviews and, and joining network teams. Mike Zimmer said, I'm going to go to my ranch. I got money. I'm going to chill. I'm going to relax. I'm not going to stress myself out. And then that itch came. Everybody gets that itch. Every former player, former coach, they all get that itch. But before we talk about that a little bit more, we have a word from our sponsors. Yes, we do. BetOnline.net. It's the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. You can check out that Vikings Raiders line on Sunday and see who's favored. Find all your favorite sports and events, the number one online source for odds, lines, and games, your top online resource for sports wagering information, live in-game betting, scores, podcasts, they have you covered. Head to Bet Online today or use your mobile device to learn more about the action happening. Bet Online, where the game starts. Back to you, Ron. Well, first, Sam, I'm going to say it's your job now as producer to go get Mike Zimmer for the Ron Johnson show. Like, I don't know what you got to do. If you got to reach out to the 33rd team or what. He's a media but that's member the news. now. Mike Zimmer has joined the 33rd team as, I don't know what, as just a former coach. Uh, Sam, kind of explain what the 33rd team is. Yeah, so we're all still trying to figure this out, but it kind of <laughs> reminds me of the Players' Tribune, if you remember that from, from a few years back where they collected a bunch of players to basically write stories about their career. Um, players decided to announce their retirement there or you know talk about why they chose to leave a certain team. Um, and I know for a fact that on that site they had a staff of ghost writers as you might say that would write these things out and the players would sort of like put their stamp on it i think that's how this is going to work i think that they're going to have writers that help bring coaches opinions or views to life uh so that it's legible i can't imagine mike zimmer is a prolific writer maybe i'm wrong about that um, but it sounds like there's going to be a video element to this too where they've got gms and coaches um, presumably breaking down film and talking about uh, you know their experiences and, and what they think about the NFL today. So it could be pretty interesting if they have that video element to get Mike Zimmer on camera unfiltered. I think that could be pretty cool. And then maybe some, some written pieces on the side. But, Ron, it's not just Mike Zimmer. They recruited Rick Spielman as well. I think we need to have like kind of a brotherhood, maybe a podcast, Zim and Rick, um, daily. 
maybe the Lockdown Podcast Network is interested. Yeah, and so when you think about that, I mean, we, we've seen so many stories of guys coming together and finally burying the hatchet. Um, I don't know if you saw the Belichick story uh, where, where he and uh, I can't remember who it was, the other coach that, you know, they, they did not get along or something happened. I don't know if it was Parcells or somebody, um, but it was on ESPN. Scott Pioli, um, I know Scott from the Falcons. Um, and Scott Pioli was one of the people that helped get Belichick and this guy back. I can't remember who it was though, but they did it on ESPN and they had like a special about it. Like going, they, they went all the way. What I feel like or dipped on him or turned down his job or it was something weird to that. I can't remember who, but it was, it was, it was him and a, a guy. And so I could see that for Spielman and Zimmer. I could see them bearing the hatchet, um, coming together on a show. Or, or something and, and just talking, you know, this is what happened. Why did you ignore me? Why didn't you, why'd you ghost me? Why didn't you text me back when I asked what was going on? Uh, you got fired right before me. You could have texted me and said, Hey, I got fired. Uh, be careful. Um, you know, whatever it is, whatever they need to do, or they're just going to go on being who they are. Um, not caring. I don't think Zimmer cares. Zimmer's never, I don't feel like Zimmer's ever awkward. I don't feel like he ever puts, gets felt like he puts in an awkward situation. I think at every turn, He's always the aggressor. He's always the guy that walks in and and gives zero we know what's. Like he doesn't care. And so for the fact that him and Spielman are working together, I mean, think about any industry. You don't really have to cross paths with people unless they force you onto a show together. There's people that work for networks I work for that I never, ever interact with. And then there's others that I do. And so you just never know. You know, like like Anthony LaPanta and I had never done a game together until 2019 or 2020. Uh, we went out to Las Vegas and Reno and, and, and San Diego State, and we did a couple games together. But at, since then, zero interaction. Like, it's it just one of those things where you don't have to be around people that are in the same business as you or same network as you. Um, it, it, just, it just is one of those. That's how it is. Like, until you guys are forced together. So... For Zimmer to do that, I don't think he even cares. Or, or I mean, they probably give him a heads up. Hey, Spielman join or, or Spielman, hey, Zimmer's already joined. Neither of them probably care. Uh, I know Spielman's calculated, though. I know he realized, like, hey, this is probably a moneymaker for my TikToks. You know, I could TikTok about me creeping around Zimmer and him never seeing me. Like, he's calculated with his. Zimmer's like a bull in a child shop. I don't think he cares. Uh, but we did see him at, at uh, Bengals practice. His son's like an analyst now for the Bengals. So he was out there at the Bengals. And he's a former Bengals coach as well. Um, left there to become a head coach. So, you know, no bad blood there. Went out there, hung out. Uh, same with Adam. He just followed, you know, dad to the Vikings. So it's like, yeah, no bad blood there. Um, in my opinion, I think it's a good move. Uh, I, I Again, I say Rick Spielman and Zimmer. We got to get them on the podcast, Sam. Like, do what you got to do. I don't know. Like, <laughs> you got to promise something to them. Like, promise that they'll be the next – head coach and GM of the Packers when it opens up. I don't know. Whatever you got to do, because uh, I know I know if the Packers ever reached out, they both would take that job just to spite. Like, just, oh, yeah, let's go do it. Like, the cheeseheads want us? Let's go. Uh, but, yeah, Sam, I don't know. That That's what I think. I think it could be cool. I, I definitely agree that Zimmer's not – he doesn't seem like the one that's want to sit down and write a, you know, 400-word piece. He's probably going to just talk, and they're going to dictate it like uh, – um, uh, Sid Hartman, you know, rest in peace to Sid Hartman. But, you know, the way he would dictate with his old recorder, I feel like that's where Mike Zimmer is going to go. Uh, I don't know. What do you think, Sam? 
Yeah, I uh, I hope it's not sanitized Zim. I hope it's unfiltered, <laughs> unplugged Zim. I want them to just put the camera on and let him rip, and I hope he does. I hope that he says whatever he's thinking, whether it's about time with the Vikings, whether it's about, you know, if he's if they haven't broken down film, I hope he's willing to, to criticize a guy. And I hope he's not kind of gun-shy because he wants a job in the NFL next year. I mean, I, I do hope that there's like a level of honesty to it and that it's not watered down because we don't want watered down Zim. I mean, the, the, the first time that Zim talks publicly, it's going to be a huge story. We haven't heard from the guy since January. That's seven months, Ron. That's a long time in hiding, more or less, at Zimmer Ridge Ranch. Uh, that's a lot of time on his tractor out in the woods or, you know, shooting skeet or whatever it is he does out there. So we want to hear from Zim, and we want the truth. We can handle it. We can handle the truth, Zim. Please give it to us. And, and for the young crowd out there, shooting skeet is not Pete Davidson. We know that's Kanye's nickname for Pete Davidson, Skeet. So he's not talking about shooting Pete Davidson because he's broke up with Kim Kardashian. Uh, for those that don't even understand the reference, they're probably sitting there like, what is he talking about? Just Google it. Kanye West picked on Pete Davidson. Pete Davidson's nickname is Skeet now. Mike Zimmer's not out there shooting him because we know that Pete Davidson's going through some stuff because of Kanye West fans. And so Mike Zimmer is not a Kanye fan, so he was not shooting at Skeet. Um, but he was shooting Skeet, which is a totally different thing. <laughs> anyway, but Sam, this is what I have to say, though. Do you think Zimmer break down this Vikings defense at some point? Because we know it's going to be like, in-game stuff do you think he's going to break down this 3-4 defense and if they're doing well let's say they are a top five defense out the gate because the 3-4 we know is a tough uh cookie to crack sometimes and with ed down move what we're hearing is adair smith and, and daniel hunter if they both can stay healthy do you think zimmer will actually praise him or do you think he'll like take little jabs at every once in a while yeah, I mean, it'd be great if he if he did speak his mind there. It feels like it's going to be a little off limits. I, I think that Ed Donatel is someone that Mike Zimmer would respect because he just loves the old guys. He loves guys that have been around for 30 years and paid their dues. Those are the kind of people that, that Zimmer respects a lot. So I think he probably will like respect Ed Donatel but not want to admit that Ed Donatel is doing a better job because Mike Zimmer is also a very proud individual. And I think if, if it ever came to a point where people were comparing Zimmer's defense last year to Donatel this year, Zimmer would come at you with uh, injury here, injury there. You know, we Breland was a, you know, uh, probably have some choice words about Prashad Breland. Piece. Yeah, he's an uh, interesting yeah. <laughs> You're Right. Yeah, I don't think Zimmer would want to say that he did a bad job. I think he would point to certain circumstances and say, yeah, well, this is why we were bad. You know, good for you, Donatel, but... Uh, you've had much better health or what have you. So I I don't think there's going to be a candid breakdown of it. I would love it. I would love it if there was. Please make it happen. But I think <laughs> I got to imagine he's going to stay away from anything too controversial. And it might even be in his contract to stay away, you know, because I know Mike, uh, not Mike, uh, Glenn Mason, when he first came back to the Big Ten Network, he had a couple rules with the Gophers for the first, like, year or two, I think. Um, and then I think it was, and I don't know, maybe it was just Big Ten Network protecting themselves from, from Mason doing gopher games, which he could have ripped them because that was the Brewster years. Um, so he could have like really ripped into the gophers. And that's probably why they were like, no, 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 no. You are not going to talk gophers football. 
for at least a couple of years so you can cool off from being fired. And and now he's been doing games. He's he, him and PJ Fleck know each other. He's fine with the Gophers, but and, and he also makes comments about hey, they still had to pay me my money. Uh, so Mace has, has forgotten about it, gotten over it. But yeah, I, it might be some rules in there because I do know they add those sometimes. Like, hey, we're not going to give you that game. Like, you know, you just left. Let's let's give you a couple other. There's a lot of teams in the country in the Big Ten that we can give you other than the Gophers. Uh, so it might be the same for Zimmer. Hey, stay away from the Vikings for a little bit. We just want to be careful. But again, if they have a writer, they can be careful anyway. They can water it down. They can they can strategically aim the words for him. Um, so instead of man, that dude sucks. Look at this positioning of him. Uh, he's not that smart of a player. You can say, hey, player took a bad angle. <laughs> so you know, mm-hmm. there's there's ways to be uh, politically correct in the in the world of football to keep your uh, because I'm pretty sure the 33rd team wants access as well. They want to be able to get maybe current people on their group to maybe do a story or interview. So they want to. I'm pretty sure they want to keep the PR teams across the the, the league happy, uh, so they aren't you know ruffling too many feathers with some of their uh, former. Uh, coaches and GMs that are writing. Um, so that'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see where, where this goes. Um, but looking forward to the next segment. And then, of course, we got the Daily Three. Here we go. And now it's time for the Ron Johnson segment of Hanging with Ron Johnson. I got former Gophers quarterback, NFL quarterback, Adam Weber. Um, I'm excited to have Adam join one because uh, I love giving guys their flowers before it's too late. I just want to let Adam know I wish I could have played with Adam Weber. Because there's no way, like Eric Decker only had like, what, 26 touchdowns. There's no way I wouldn't have 40, at least 37 touchdowns if I had played four years with Adam Weber. I know you're from Minnesota, but why did you choose to stay and play for Minnesota? Uh, Well, Ron, thanks for having me on. It's good to see you. Good to talk with you. Um, I grew up, so my old man played for the Gophers back in the late 70s. Okay. So I was indoctrinated into going to Gopher football games, going up to the Metrodome as soon as I can remember, as soon as I was walking. So every Saturday, every home game, I was going to games. So I grew up a a true, true Gopher fan, diehard fan, you would say. Uh, But then as you kind of um, start getting recruited, start looking for what's the best option for, you know, your next steps. I knew I wanted to play in the Big Ten. I didn't want to travel too far. Um, You know, I love the Big Ten. And then I was looking at other schools within the Big Ten. Probably the school that gave me the most attention that I seriously considered was Wisconsin. Oh my God. And yeah, I know. Crazy enough. <laughs> and, um, uh, I liked the staff there. Um, it, it was, you know, a good program, but it, I couldn't get over that. They were the Badgers and I felt like I would be turning my back on the state. I also did love Minnesota's campus. It wasn't just like, Hey, I, I went into this blindly. I did vet out all the programs, but ultimately, um, I love campus you know, being a kind of a legacy to add on to what my dad did here. It was, to me, it was a, still a tough decision, but one that um, I still am happy I made. This Lockdown Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less takeout, cook more at home, but I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy 
of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals, plus free shipping on your first box and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Yeah. And so you were recruited by Glenn Mason, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what was that like? I mean, what was that going from Mason to Tim Brewster? Cause the, the philosophies were different. The get your chili hots were different. Yeah. yeah completely um, different. What, what was that like in that transition? Um, you know, it's one of those things you have to look back on because at the time you just have to put on, you know, your best attitude, you know, change happens in football. If you sit there and worry about it, you'll be left behind. So you just embrace it and you move forward. But now looking back on it, it was, yeah, it was challenging for sure. I mean, there was, first off, when a new coach comes in, you don't know, you know, right. he's coming in with all of his, his guys, his players, his everything, right? And anything that's reminds him of the previous coach, you know, they get rid of. And that's pretty true in any time there's a coaching change, right? They want to come in and create their own culture, their own branding, all that stuff. So um, what I will say is uh, Coach Brewster gave me my opportunity. Um, I had to fight for it probably um, uh, and stuck with me throughout, you know, those years that which are challenging. I mean, that's the what probably, you know, looking back on it, as much as I love Minnesota, those are challenging years. We weren't very successful, um, which is, is, is hard to kind of um, – have to live with of sorts, but I will say, um, you know, we, we all fought through it. A lot of guys left the program when Brewster came in, mm-hmm. you know, it's always tough to see. Um, and probably the downfall for us was we just didn't stick with an offense and a defense for long enough, you know, and that's what I like to see what the Gophers are doing now is there's this consistency. So, um, Glenn Mason, I still talk to him. Great guy. Um, was an awesome man, individual. I wish I could have played for him. Um, but you know, you, you can't pick and choose and we didn't have the option to really transfer. I mean, you did, but then you'd have to wait and I didn't want to do that. So I was like, I'd rather go down swinging here at the university of Minnesota where I committed and I, you know, the cream of the crop will rise. So I just believed in myself, studied hard, trained hard, and was lucky enough to, to get the, the starting spot. This is the point of the show where Ron had some audio issues, but he asked Adam Weber about his almost 11,000 yards as a Gophers passer and whether Tanner Morgan, with a big season this year, could pass him and how he feels about it. Well, there's many ways to unpeel this. <laughs> ultimately, ultimately, um, I'm, if records are being broken, that means the team's successful, and that's what, ultimately what we all want. Because before I was a player, I'm, I'm a fan first. Yep. So I want to see success. Records are meant to be broken. Um, obviously, there's ego there where you like, you know, it's kind of fun to see your name up there. Um, but I also look at that and said, that's not that there wasn't enough. There was more yards there. I didn't, I mean, I also played in 50 games. I think Tanner's played in maybe, I don't know, call 38, 39. So although he's having a fifth year, I played in more games. So, you know, it's one of those things where you can kind of go back and forth with it. Um, they're, they're doing the right, you know, they're, they're ultimately, yeah, I, I, records are meant to be broken i'll be happy to know if they do get broken again that means hopefully we're having a successful year we win the division we can go to the big 10 championship right that's that's it and so um it it, you know i'm also happy that these players get an option because you get one chance to play college football yep and to have i mean i don't know if you saw what happened with high school kids 
you know, that whole COVID thing was pretty jacked up for everybody when it kind of came to like their fall and spring sports and missing out on everything. And then even collegially, that season was kind of just a fluke, just a weird one. And so it's good to see that they're getting an opportunity to continue to play. Um, so, yeah, I mean, all in all, it's, it's a good thing if those records are broken and, and um, you know, new milestones are, are met, that means the next kid coming up has something to shoot for. So it's all good stuff. Ron also asked Adam about Eric Decker, his former Gophers teammate. And as you'll hear Adam describe, one of Adam's best looking teammates ever. Uh, I wouldn't say not. Well, kind of, kind of interesting. I wouldn't say like he <laughs> loved his body, but um, he was one of those freaks, you know, just one of those guys <laughs> that just always ran at like 3% body fat, no matter yep. what. Um, and so it was kind of fun. I, you know, the, what was kind of interesting or, or fun to be around was knowing Eric, we had met in high school at the Minnesota camp. He was going into his probably his senior year. I was going into my junior year. Mm-hmm. And you know, get to get to meet him as uh, a Ricori kind of all star up from up in Cold Spring, then come to Minnesota, red shirts, kind of developing it, and then as he kind of develops into the player he became, just to see his kind of growth and then exposure because he was probably always destined for greatness. I mean, whether mm-hmm. he'd be a model or a football player or something like that, you know. <laughs> uh, so just to see him kind of embrace him and now continue success outside of football, which is really cool too. Um, because that transition can be tough. Um, I think yeah. we all know, oh, yeah. um, I don't care how, if you, you know, you end in college or you end in the NFL, it's that weird stoppage of, okay, who, who am I as a person now when I don't have football, right? Cause right. Uh, your whole life is kind of identified with football and having camp to go to or practice to go to whatever. So it's, it's fun to see him do that. Now I know when he did his reality show and, um, all that stuff, it was kind of like, I don't remember you being a reality show guy, but hey, you know, <laughs> it pays the bills and, you know, and I'm sure it was good product and all that stuff. I mean, I never really watched it, but, you know, good for him. <laughs> so you never like want to surprise him and fly out there and, you know. I would hear it, I would hear it enough from other people. Uh, I, I would get recaps of what was going on. Decker and Weber would end up both on the Denver Broncos and Adam told us about the impact of having a familiar face on that new NFL team. No, I mean, huge. Uh, You kind of nailed it on the head there. It was having a familiar face. Now, when you come in, um, you know, I was surprised. Like the NFL locker room was very similar to the college locker room, right? It's just Mm -hmm. a bunch of football players just trying to make it. And um, if you show value, like you you show that you deserve to be there, um, you know, guys will respect you. I mean, it's a kind of a production-based respect, you know, as long as you go and do your job. Um, As a quarterback, you distribute the ball through an accurate football on time you know, guys will play for you. Um, so that, you know, that was, that came with it because when you first come in, they, they don't know who you are, especially as an undrafted right. free agent. So having Eric there was huge. Demarius Thomas uh, and Eric were very, very close at that time. So then obviously Demarius was, you know, the stud and, you know, God rest in peace for him. It was a really sad story there, but either way, he was amazing. Awesome teammate. Everyone kind of, you know, um, talking after he passed about how great of a person he was. He was great being a first round pick, this all-star uh, he, I had like had a bad Achilles when I was coming in for some reason. I can't remember through training and he like gave me all, he had coming off of Achilles surgery. So he gave me like all this stuff. I mean, just oh, wow. guys open up now. It definitely helped that, you know, Eric, I wouldn't say vouched for me, but a lot of people get right <laughs> into that circle right away. Right. Yep. Um, which was huge. So then you, you feel comfortable right away. Uh, it was a good locker room anyways, but then just to have a familiar face, a good friend, which was huge. I mean, it was like getting right back into college a little bit. So it was, um, nice to be like, 
you know, it's like first day of school a little bit. It's it's nice to have a person who's been there before be like, hey, this is actually where the, the lunchroom is type stuff, you know. Quick pause to tell you about Built Bar and Built Bar Puffs. If you haven't tried them, you're depriving yourself of one of life's greatest joys. I'm not exaggerating. And there's a new flavor, indulgent cookie dough covered in chocolate. That's right. Built has done it again. All the joys of eating cookie dough and without the hassle of making it. And it's healthy for you. Only 160 calories and a whopping 15 grams of protein. The new cookie dough chunk puff is covered in 100% real chocolate. Healthy, tasty, fluffy, light texture. Uh, what's great about Built is they're built are built with collagen protein as well. Uh, so when you taste that good and it's that good for you, that's the perfect package. Go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order. Promo code LOCKED15. All right, we've got a three-pack of questions for Adam Weber specifically. Uh, as a quarterback, Adam, I'd like to hear about your favorite quarterback in the league right now. Uh, I guess it could be college. I was thinking NFL, but uh, give me some good quarterback opinions. Yeah, um, so I enjoy watching Aaron Rodgers play the game of football. It's incredibly impressive. Um, very unique individual. So the all personal stuff aside, just watching him, how he goes about and his accuracy and accolades. I love watching him play. Um, I think the young guns coming up, Mahomes, Allen, those guys are very impressive to watch. Um, their arm talent is second to none. The scary thing is young players come up and think they can play like those guys. And it's like, let's get the mechanics down first before you start throwing, uh, like, a like a crazy person. But, um, the, the, the league's in a good spot in regards to old talent kind of working their way out and new talent coming up to really make the, the game exciting. So, um, yeah, those would probably be the, the three guys that I'm, I'm most excited to watch. All right. Adam, your career was unique because not only did you have split coaching staffs, but you also had split stadiums. You spent two years playing in the Metrodome, two years playing at TCF Bank Stadium. I want to hear from you what it was like to transition from one to the other and c compare those two experiences. Yeah, so the Metrodome uh, as a quarterback was awesome. It was always 72 degrees, no wind, right? So <laughs> as a thrower, it's pretty nice, right? Pretty consistent. Ball's not going to be wet. It's not going to be cold. Now, it was like a, a neutral game, like a neutral site. You know, the, it was blue seats. Um, depending on the game, you're not going to fill out the stadium, you know, 60, 65,000-person stadium um, off campus, but it was still kind of fun to play in a professional stadium, right? So it had that kind of aura to it. Now the turf kind of sucked a little bit until they changed it. Um, now then the buildup to get to TCF or now Huntington Bank uh, was amazing, right? The campus was buzzing. It, when I first got on campus, it was being built. And so it took, the, you know, year, two years to kind of happen. And then that Air Force game, electric. Um, have a place on campus, the colors, the seats are, say, Minnesota on it. They're maroon and gold. You know, every all the branding, uh, the brick, everything about it is just um, it feels like University of Minnesota. And so to have that is something you have uh, more pride over, uh, more respect over, uh, and it feels like your own. Uh, so it's been it was awesome to be part of that transition, especially that first game, just because of all the excitement. But um, hopefully there's uh, more games like that uh, in the future. I'd say the Metrodome, I hated the turf. Um, I hated scratching my arms up every week. I hated how hard it was. Probably the reason why I had knee and back injuries now. Um, I disliked the number of fans that did not show up. I hated the Wisconsin games because it was half and half. 
so yeah, it, it was a, it was fun to be there and play great great games against like Iowa Wisconsin in there. You know, from an atmosphere standpoint. Uh, but there's nothing like a, a stadium on campus like the Gophers have now. Uh, being at Huntington Bank as a an, an analyst, you know, doing the show from the field, doing the post game show. Like I talk about that all the time. Coming out the tunnel, I uh, did some for the Big Ten Network, and we came out the tunnel. Me and Spice Adams. I mean, it was crazy. Like the student section being right there. I, I think it's it's a cool stadium. It, it's nothing like it. All right, last one. Probably tough to nail down one teammate, but I want to hear both of your favorite Gophers teammates that you played with. Yeah, uh, difficult because they're you know just like friends. There's different personalities, different things that you vibe with. Uh, obviously, I had a great relationship with Eric, and we were roommates for a long time uh, in college, and had success on the field. So it's kind of cool to take that friendship and then carry it over onto the field. Um, Another one I'm still very close. I mean, there's there's definitely a handful of guys I'm still very, very close with. You know, they've been in my weddings. I'll be in their weddings type deal. But one comes to mind who's been kind of an interesting story was John Hazy, who was kind of out from Glencoe, um, came in as a walk-on, uh, just kept his head down, worked hard, worked his way up to starting fullback to then a captain. So those type of stories, are, I think, um, are important for other guys to hear because whether you come in as the five-star recruit or the no-star recruit, it's all about working hard and you know pushing through adversity. He always keeps an, a positive attitude. Having that guy in the huddle was important, knowing that he's going to pick up blocks and um, sacrifice his body as a fullback because you're doing ISO blocks to open up plays for the running back or taking on a linebacker or D-end uh, in pass protection. Um, and still very close with John to the, to this day, but I mean, countless, countless of uh, teammates. Be, that's the beauty of football. Um, and I would say the university of Minnesota in, in particular is, um, the, the bond you make, especially through adversity, um, is kind of forever. And so hard to pick one, but John Hayes would be my, my guy. Well, that'll do it for the Ron Johnson Show. I want to thank Adam Weber for joining me today. Uh, I want to thank Sam Ekstrom for being the producer and all the great things that he continues to do. Uh, thank all the sponsors. I want to thank all you guys for continuing to subscribe, download, listen, share, like, wherever you get your iTunes, wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you, and have a great day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.